Hello and welcome to History Labour. I'm Dave Shebanaman. And I'm Martin Ian Almond. Quick question for you, Martin. What does an ancient piece of red Scottish sandstone have to do with the coronations of our kings and queens? I don't know, Dave. What does a piece of Scottish red sandstone have to do with the coronation of our kings and queens? We're about to find out. Let's get into it. Will you stop stealing my line? No. Yeah, I'm not too bad yourself. Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad, not bad. Um, so this is our second attempt at this episode. <laughs> yeah, we had some technical issues. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was down to the recorder, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we have a new recorder. We ha- we 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 upgraded our kit. We did. Yay! New stuffs, new toys. Um, and I'm liking this one so far. We've had a little play with it today, haven't we? The recorder. Yeah, we have actually. The audio sounds a lot better coming through, to be fair. It does. It's a lot crispier, a lot nicer. And um, crispier. We hope that comes across in the podcast. So, to di- right. So, as I said, second time recording it. We originally wanted to get it up before the coronation, didn't we? Yeah, we, we either before the coronation or to coincide with the coronation, but because of the technical issues and the fact that Dave didn't like the first recording, even yeah. though it sounds a little bit more natural. <laughs> yeah. But, but it but, did come across a little bit forced as well, so yeah, I can yeah. understand why he wants to record it a second time. Yeah, I just think it'd be... Yeah. We just we just needed to do it again. Oh, it's your right hand. It's, oh, you're coming into money. I've got no idea. Probably not. What is it? Right to receive and left to leave, isn't it? With the uh, I think that's how it goes. I think so, yeah. yeah. That, oh, oh. So. Oh, oh, that could be an episode. Oh, oh, right. oh, yes. Oh, okay, I'm in. Anyway, back to the other, <laughs> back to the episode that we're doing right now. Tangent within the first, I mean, not even the first two minutes. Oh, that's got to be a record for us. Mm, certainly has. Um, okay, so did you watch any of the coronation? The, the coronation was on Saturday, just gone. 6th of May. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 10th of May. Did you watch any of it? Um, well, I was in work the night before. So um, I normally have the TV on in reception mm. uh, through the night, depending on what I can be bothered putting on. It's normally music or I might just leave it on Sky News or something like that. No, so just keep an eye on the weather and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had been left on BBC. So it was on <clears> BBC <throat> News 24. So it was showing... Oh, what the night of? the night of and stuff yeah. like that. And it was showing the preparations and mm. um, like <sighs> troops and stuff yeah, doing yeah. the manoeuvres and everything like that, getting ready to walk, uh, walk and march. do the parade and march yeah. and stuff like that. And to be honest, I really didn't, I was, I was busy, so I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was stopping every now and then and going, oh, that looks pretty. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was on, Pretty colours. It was on in my house in the background. You know, we didn't really pay too much attention to it, but I, I dropped in and out. But I, you know, um, well, to be fair, I think I think it was on upstairs 
when I got home from work Saturday morning. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm like as soon as I yeah, get from work. I'm, I'm either relaxing on the Xbox for a little bit <clears throat> or I just completely crash. Yeah. Well, you know, I've worked nights myself. I do understand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely I mean, I understand. I, I, I remember you saying you work nights and... Yeah. Did not did not agree at all. No, you only had to do them like what? Yeah, I, I don't two I, weeks every three months or something like that, wasn't it? Or yeah. So I've got mega respect for people who work permanent nights because I there's just absolutely no way. I just couldn't. No, it's oh, harsh, man. It's I'm, harsh. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but today's podcast is about a little piece of the coronation that I might not generally be well known. Uh, people might not know too much. And if, the, I mean, I wasn't entirely aware of it. I knew of it, but I didn't know about it. Well, you knew not, you knew of it because mm. you seen it in Edinburgh Castle, didn't you? When did. you went up to Edinburgh a couple of years back. I did, I did. It was in, on display in Edinburgh Castle along with the Scottish Crown Jewels. Oh, very um, nice. So we've probably got listeners sitting there now going, What? Hey, what he is, what he is talking about. We're here today to tell you about the Stone of Scone, also known as... The Stone of Schoon, or the Stone of Destiny. The Stone of Destiny. Um, it's uh, a coronation stone. What's a coronation stone? Well, that's what we're here to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, let's, uh, let's get to so it. So let's dive into it. So the stone of scone. It's written scone, but it's pronounced schoon. So the stone of schoon. I may say scone a couple of times during this episode. Just for yeah, well, scones or scones, whichever way you want yeah, to pronounce. I, I don't it, think are, are very nice. I don't especially think... with clot of cream and cheese. Uh, clot of clot of cream and jam. Ah, right now. Going off on a complete tangent here now. Apparently, there's certain ways to do that, and it differs in which county. Oh, I, I, I know, and there's a. I've and seen the arguments. They get about upset. This. They get upset. Oh, yeah. They yeah. get upset if you get it wrong. Oh my God! It's jam and cream on a scone. Calm down. No. No. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So it must be a cultural thing. Because is it cream then jam? Ah, uh, okay. Now that's the way. I would do it. Yeah, cream them jam. What would be what would be easier <coughs> to put something a, a, a creamy substance on something? Stop it. Okay, let's rephrase that. Put clot of cream on top of jam. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. David's being quite puerile and in, uh, quite puerile and rather disgusting here. <laughs> I can understand why you giggle giggle like a Japanese school oh. but can you not? Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Green first, jam second. <laughs> I don't know. Creamy substance you just got me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> on top of something that on top of something that's sticky. Okay, so let's let's pull it back before. Mm, yeah, I I'm don't. Not saying what I'm thinking now. Absolutely, let's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I do apologise. It's just the way you said creamy substance. It just got me. Shut up. 
Okay. The absolute child. Yeah, yes. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> oh. 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 Right. Back to the podcast at hand. <laughs> I'll be all right in a minute. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> it's, it's re- when you're trying to pull it back, it's it's difficult to pull it back when you're trying to. Um, so, kings and queens. <laughs> now, eat, now Martin's gone. Composure. <laughs> Find your centre. <laughs> Centred. Okay. Right. Right. Where were we? Um, the, the Stone, Stone of Schoon is pronounced. We've done that. Right. Yes. It's 150 kilogram. That's quite heavy. Yeah. It's um, a fair few bags of spots. Yeah. It's 150 kilogram red slab, well, slab of red Scottish sandstone. And it's 26 inches long, 17 inches wide, and 10 and a half inches high. Um, yeah, so it's about the size of a small suitcase, would you say? Um, yeah, definitely the size of a small suitcase. Yeah. One one that wouldn't go in the holes of a plane, but one that you yeah, carry like, on. like hand luggage yeah. carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand, 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 hand luggage. Do you think it would fit in them stupid little cage things they have in airports? Oh, now that is a question. You know, when you go up and you put your bag in and it's like a contest, it's like walking through the metal detector. Everyone walks through the metal detector and goes, way, when they don't get and it doesn't go off. And it's like the walk of shame. If your bag doesn't fit in the thing, you yeah. you are wounded and you have to walk with your head down. <laughs> you just say, it, it didn't fit. I'm ashamed. Yeah. And, and then no, you, you've got to go and pay an extortionate amount of money to get it put in the hold. When don't you have to pay an, an extortionate amount of money to do anything on a plane? Well, yeah, true. They charge you for oxygen if they could, I'm sure. Don't give them ideas. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I that was just a little question I thought. I just literally just thought of. Um, I think it would. I reckon it would, yeah. to be fair. But we're, 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 we're digressing again. Yeah, we are. We're wondering. Right. Um, so... The Stone of Schoon or the Stone of Destiny. Oh, where were we? <laughs> right. Yes, we've discussed that it, it's possibly the size of a small hand luggage suitcase. Yep, we've done that. But getting into the meat and veg. Okay. Kings and queens have been crowned on the stone, also as we've also as we said, also known as the Stone of Destiny, at Westminster Abbey, with the odd exception for the last seven hundred years. It's actually set into a specially built chair called the Coronation Chair, but there's more on that, which we'll get to yeah. later in the episode. Yeah, we'll get to that bit. Go on. Uh, also, <clears throat> now, I don't know whether you noticed these when you were in Edinburgh and you seen it on display, but it, it's meant to have two metal rings at each end and it appears to have a cross etched into it. I didn't so much notice the cross, but I wasn't particularly looking. Um, but it does have metal rings. So yeah. the rings are there? Then. The rings are there. Okay. Yeah. And you can see them on the television as well. Um, uh, well, yeah, more than likely. You know what I'm like. You didn't from. watch it though, did no, you? No, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I was giving it sets. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> right. So where did this thing come from and why is it so important? That's what we're here to discuss. Um, so there's one Celtic legend that claims that the Stone of Scone, Scone, see, I knew what to do. The Stone <laughs> of Scone, yeah. It's the way it's written. Yeah, yeah. The Stone of Scone is originally um, 
the biblical stone of Jacob from the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. Now, if you're up on your Bible, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, Jacob was supposed to be using it as a pillow when he saw the stairway to heaven, also known as Jacob's ladder. Not really up on the good book, so don't really know. Fine. That's what it said. Um, hmm. <clears throat> One. Oh, no, that's not one. No? No. We have three last week. Okay. So if you don't know what's happening, if you have just arrived <laughs> at the podcast, hi, welcome. Glad to have you. Um, Martin's keeping a running total of how many times I bang the mic stand, how many times I knock into something connected to the microphone. And it's Normally the pop filter. Normally the pop filter. And it is often. So we have three last week. We were on <clears throat> five. Five one. Yeah. Um, so six, seven, eight. eight. So that makes nine. It's nine, one at the moment. N- nine, one. Yes. Wow. You, okay. you, you lose them, boy. I am. I knocked this thing a lot. <laughs> I also got the creaky chair. Do, do, do not do that to the chair. <laughs> Why did I get the creaky chair? <laughs> because you're the one who picked to sit I, in that chair. I, I did. I did. Um, Okay, so anyway, where did the where where did the stone go after Jacob had finished with it? Now, now the stone itself. Now, whether it is Jacob's stone <clears throat> is entirely up to interpretation. Whether you believe the story of of that in the Book of Genesis, okay, yeah, but yeah, and we are all for people believing what they want to believe. If, yeah, if you believe it. Fine, go you. If you no if you problem. believe in that, we're, we're not going to sit here and nope, take not. the Mickey. Absolutely we're, not. We're not. We're not here to do that. No. But we are here to present the facts, as they'd say in Alien Three. This is rumor control. Here are the facts. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a throwback for you, isn't it? Absolutely. Right. So the stone then reportedly travelled, visiting various Mediterranean countries before being brought to Ireland by an invading army in 700 BC. Now, it was supposedly placed on the sacred hill of Tara in... I got this wrong last week. Escan? Escan, County Meath. I hope it's that. I do apologise if it isn't. I think it is. I think I've heard that pronounced. I think it's Escan, County Meath. Okay. Uh, Yes, Escan, County Meath, where it was used in the coronation of Irish High Kings said to be known as, uh, is that Leofoy? Leofoy. It's it's pronounced Leofail. So L-I-A-F-A-I-L. But I did go, I did break the habit of a lifetime and I looked up the pronunciation of something. Oh my God. I did. And it pronounced Leofoy. Okay. So said to be known as Leofoy or the speaking stone. It was said to groan aloud if sat on by someone of royal blood, and it was said to remain silent if sat on by a pretender. That's pretty clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's cut and dry. Absolutely. If it groans, you're royalty. If it doesn't, get off. Get off. (laughs) Be gone, peasant. (laughs) Um, So it's said to have ended up in Scotland when King Fergus I of Ireland moved his court to Argyle and took it with him. Um, That's. So the legend says, I mean, you know, it's, it's a good story. Interestingly enough, actually, while we're talking about this. Yes. Do you know the story of how the Isle of Man came to be? No. 
Right. That's a genuine no, I don't okay. actually. I'm, I'm, go- I'm about to wow you. Wow. Okay. So we're going to be an Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson wow. Wow. I can't stand that actor. Sophology. Wow. <laughs> okay, so here we go. A little bit of knowledge for your ear holes. Are you ready? A little bit of knowledge. Apparently in Ireland, there was a giant. I was this got something to do with the giant's causeway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he fancied a giant in Scotland. Okay. So as as I heard the story, he fancied a giant in Scotland, so he started building the causeway because there's a, a similar setup opposite in Scotland. Oh, I didn't know I, that. I didn't know that either. Apparently there is. Is my audio sounding okay on your side there? It's, yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. Am I coming through? Yeah. Okay. Just I was just wondering because I've moved the mic down a touch just to, <clears throat> and I was like, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, I think, because we've been recording with the other equipment so long. Yeah, yeah. It's, this it's episode like, seven, this, by the way. I know it's episode seven. Wow. We should be on at least episode 15 by now. We should. We yes, should. we really we should. should. I keep making us re-record the podcasts because oh. I'm not happy with them. <laughs> Do you know what? Are you sure you wasn't born in August and born a Leo because you're an absolute frigging perfectionist? Nothing wrong with that. Although I do know perfection is the enemy of, um, what is it? Perfect. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Yes. Yeah. And done is better than perfect. I understand. Yes. I understand. But we want to give the best. I know. We want to give the best. But, you know, <clears throat> so, sometimes, sometimes we really need to do most of a little bit. We do. So yes. what was I saying? Oh, right. right. Giant's Causeway. So, Isle yeah. of Man. Isle of Man. I can't remember the name of the giant. It was something like Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Derek. Yeah. It's uh, such a generic name. Yeah. Derek. It, it wasn't like anything special. It wasn't Derek, but it was something like that. Sounds like an NPC. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> he fancied the Scottish giant. Okay. Right? But so did the English giant. Okay. So. What about um, the Welsh giant? Nah, there's no giants in Wales. Just dragons? Yeah. Here be dragons. Here be dragons. Ah. So the Irish giant, whose name I've forgotten, let's call him Derek, <laughs> just for the sake of it. Derek. He is meant to have torn up a big chunk of land out of Ireland. Yeah. And thrown it into the Irish Sea to use as a stepping stone. So is to get the, across to England and have a fight with the English giant. So is the Isle of Man the stepping stone that he threw into the sea? It's supposed to be. To have a scrap with the English giant. He's supposed to be. And there's a, in Northern Ireland there's a loch called Loch Ney or Loch Nee. Yeah. And it's meant he's meant to have pulled the Isle of Man up from Loch Nee. That's why Loch Ness there, according to the, the legend. So he, he ripped a piece of land up, threw it in the Irish Sea. Came across and had a fight with the English Came giant. across, <laughs> had a fight with the English giants, probably knocked all his teeth out. And then hopped, skipped back over and in the intervening period created a loch. Yeah. As he's pulled like the, the, the land up from Ireland. If you look at a map of Ireland, there's a, in the, yeah, in the north, in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I've, see, I've, I've seen it. I have, I have seen it. Well, for those who might not know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I un- <clears throat> yes, I understand. There's a, a, a loch in the middle mm. of Northern Ireland-ish. Yeah. Ish. And that's supposed to be, the land from that loch is supposed to be the Isle of Man. Oh, right. That's the legend. 
Well, I, I have no idea where that come from. That was a, an, a super tangent. It was a super tangent, actually. It really yeah. was, but it's interesting, but I think. Every day is a school day. Absolutely. Um, so back to the stone of Schoon. Um, we told you about the legend about it being brought across by Fergus the First after it being on the hill of Tara, mm-hmm. uh, used to crown, used in the coronation of the, of the Irish High Kings. Yep, we did. Um, and it travelled around the Mediterranean, visited all the countries before being brought to Ireland by an invading army. I wondered who the invading army at what actually was. I don't was. know. I couldn't find out. I did try and look because I do know, and I know this from oh, I want to say Emperors of Rome. <clears throat> that does, which is a fabulous podcast. Oh, if, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, it's, it's a fantastic podcast. I think they're over two hundred episodes strong. Oh, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, if I remember rightly, there was a, an episode where Ian Johnson was on. Is it not, is it not Rian Evans? Is it Rian Evans or Ian? Uh, uh, what about? Oh. His co-host. His co-host. Um, yeah, you'd... I think it is Evans. I think it is, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd have to check Twitter. Yeah. Well, um, she was talking about the, the Roman invasion of, of Britain at the time. And I seem to remember her mentioning that the Romans never went to Ireland. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, there's no, I mean, I'm sure maybe one or two of them did, but there was no, uh, there's no record that, that I've ever heard of, of any full scale invasion, invasion of Ireland. Of Ireland. With, with Roman legions or well, Roman towns. From Rome, anything like that, no. 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 I think the new of Ireland. <clears throat> yeah. I'm pretty sure that has been mentioned. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Irish pottery's been found. Yeah. And in yeah, places yeah. all around Rome. Yeah. And I think um I absolutely could be wrong here now. Right? But I think Saint Patrick was of Roman origin. Oh now. Ooh, or have, oh. have I have I Messed that one up if I heard I that somewhere. I don't know whether you've messed it up, but I think that's definitely something we could look into. Yeah. Um, because if 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 I'm wrong there, I apologise. But I'm I've hit. <clears throat> excuse me. I am pretty sure. I you know when you it's sort of like there. Are you sure you're not getting it confused with Saint George? Was Saint George Roman? Well, apparently he's the patron saint of many other countries, even though. UK seem to claim him as their patron says. Right. Um, I think he's, I'd have to check um, how many countries he's the patron saint of, actually. Ooh. All right. It's interesting. Um, because he's not just the patron saint of of the UK. He's... Uh, no, don't, oh, careful. Careful. He's the patron saint of England, not the UK. A patron saint of because England. Patron they've all saint got their own yes. patron. Sorry, saint sorry, pa- wait, sorry, sorry. Scotland have St. Patrick. Ireland have St. Saint, Saint, uh, Scotland have... Is it St. Patrick it is? I think it's St. Stephen. Is it? I think so. Oh, gee, I don't even know who the patron saint of Scotland is. Oh, my God. Wow. St. Patrick's Island. Yeah. St. George is England. England. I think. No. Oh. St. David for Scotland and... Surely St. David for Wales. For Wales. Do, do you know what? I don't... Why don't we just leave it? Yeah, I think <laughs> we're going to have to cut this bit out. Uh, no, we'll, we'll leave it in, but we just apologise. And we, we now, now the whole world knows how little we know about patron, patron saints. saints. Fair enough. 
Um, anyway, right. Let's get so back to it. So off that, off that massive tangent. The stone has travelled. It's been in Ireland. It's now in Scotland. So the legend goes... <clears throat> well, so uh, the legend goes. So the legend goes. But the declaration of... As a Arbroath? Arbroath. Arbroath. Arbroath, sorry. Yeah. A document created in 1320 to convince Pope John Paul the twenty. 22nd. Yeah, just just Pope John. Uh, why did I just say Pope John Paul? <laughs> because it's habit, John yes, Paul II. Yes, yeah. 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 Sorry, Pope John the 22nd, uh, to recognise Scottish independence, mentions an honour passing through the Mediterranean Sea. So you know, oops, 10. 10. That, tr- <laughs> that tracks with the possibility of the army being Roman. Um, I don't necessarily think they were Roman. There's a, I reckon they could have been Viking. Oh, but that's true. Vikings were in the Mediterranean. Yeah. They absolutely were. They had, as far as I remember from, uh, this is a while back, you're talking at least 15, 20 years when I watched this, they, they had trading posts because it they was did. also mentioned. In fact, there was um, Middle Eastern emperors who took, va- the, is it the, uh, oh, what's the name of the guard unit? Oh. Is it the Varangian guard? I, you've completely lost me. Right, so Babylonian emperors, mm. right, Babylon, uh, Byzantine emperors, sorry. Byzantine. Byzantine, which is sort of the after bit of Rome, mm. right? Romans turned, became the Byzantines. They had Vikings as their elite guardsmen. I'm sure so they were technically what the Praetorian Guard were. Yeah, for but the I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were called the Varangian Guard. They were just like super, like super elite, super hard soldiers who protected the, the Byzantine Emperor. Well, that's something I'm definitely going to have to have a look into. Have a little look. I've n- never heard about that. And they took Vikings as, didn't take them, Vikings volunteered. Obviously, yeah. no one tells a Viking what to do. <laughs> oh, definitely not. But they volunteered because the pay was so good and all the rest of it. Um, so basically, they didn't have to go around the road and they were getting no, paid to protect they were getting paid to protect the emperor. And the pay was that good. They could live a very good life. Oh, the, but the, the Byzantine Empire was a fabulously wealthy empire, wasn't it? The same as the Roman Empire as well. Absolutely. Well, in the early days and into the, the mid-Empire and stuff, but, you know. Okay. Anyway. You but, you don't get tangents like this anywhere else. We've started off talking about a stone in Scotland, and now we're talking about, about the Roman and Byzantine empires. I oh, know, I know. This is a, this is a tangent. This is a, this is a massive tangent, but I, I do have a sneaking suspicion that that invading army could have been a Viking army. Okay, fair enough. I'll take that. Because, as I said, I do remember about 10, 20 years ago when I watched it, so... We're going back a little bit here. Yeah. Um, there was mention of uh, Viking trading outposts all across the Mediterranean. Yeah. In, they were in Greece, they were in Turkey, uh, Mesopotamia and everywhere like that. Mm. The, there was even trading going along the Silk Road, which we all know is the oldest trading route in the world. Absolutely is. But this also ties into <clears throat> the Vikings landing in America. And being the first Europeans yeah. to discover America. Yeah, it was not Christopher Columbus. No, it, it was, was not Christopher Columbus at all. Was it Leif Erikson or Eric the Red? One of them. Um, I think 
I can be corrected if I'm wrong here. Yeah. I think it was Leif Erikson. Yeah. I think. But I might be wrong on that. It, I, could, it, yeah. it, it could it, have been Eric the Red. It was one of those. But they, they, they discovered Greenland first, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, circle back. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. love a tangent. We do. Um, right. So it is more likely, actually, that uh, the stone was taken to... Um, uh, Schoon Abbey. Schoon Abbey in Perthshire by... Kenneth McAlpin, um, who's generally regarded as the first king of Scotland when he moved his court to, Sco- to Schoon, the place Schoon, uh, around the year 840. Now, uh, uh, Kenneth McAlpin, he united the, the, the Picts and the Scots. So he made them made technically them one, one people. One people, yeah. That's, All right. So they made him king. Good um, on it. Absolutely. Right. You're all one people now. Yeah. Nah, we don't want to do that. Tough luck. Tough luck. And King, get it done. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Uh, probably but, wasn't like that. No, probably. I wouldn't have thought battles so. and stuff yeah. like that. And then yeah. peace treaties and stuff and whatever yeah. else. But either, either way, the, Scot- the Scots and the Picts were fighting and McAlpine somehow managed to say, no, lads, come on, stop it now. Let's just all get on. Yeah. Let's all get on. No, we can be better. As- Let's not fight about it. Yeah. Let's chill out and we'll be better. What are better as a whole. Yeah. Um, but much of the story before that, before Kenneth McAlpine got his hands on the stone, it's debated and you can argue about it till the cows come home. Um, but we we do know that it was used. What? what? <laughs> Sorry, you just said cows come home. <laughs> we do know it was used between the 9th and 13th centuries um, for crowning Scottish kings and it did become a Scottish national symbol. Now, this is one thing that did blow my mind a little bit. Even Macbeth was crowned on it. Yeah. So Macbeth was a real, fully-fledged Scottish king, and he wasn't just a a fictitious amalgamation of Shakespeare's imagination. No. Um, no, absolutely not. Shakespeare based a lot of his plays on legends I and real people. Not legends, yeah. real people. Um, well, you've got like Julius Caesar and everything like yeah. that, and Richard the Third, and yeah. and I know that's actually. Uh, have you ever seen the film <clears throat> of Richard the Third with uh, Ian McKellen? In? Um, no. Oh, if I think it's on Amazon Prime, I'm not 100 percent sure. Right, okay, nice. But if you get a chance, right, give it a watch. Okay, I will. I will. Um, it's a very, very, very good movie. Happy days, right? Yeah. I will. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Um, but yes, Macbeth was a real king in Scotland. And he was crowned on the Stone of Schoon. The Stone of Destiny. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so apparently John Balliol was the last Scottish king to be crowned on the Stone of Schoon uh, in 1292. Um so we're getting sort of William Wallace period now. William Wallace, Edward Longshanks and everything like Hammer that. Hammer of the Scots. Hammer of the Scots. And- yeah. Um, who actually did pinch the stone. Yeah. He stole it after after John Balliol fell out of favour and was kicked first to the Tower of London and then kicked to France. He he stole the stone of Schoon. He did. He stole the, sco- the stone. <laughs> <laughs> stole the stone of Schoon. He did. So, Edward... <clears throat> The first, Edward the Longshanks, Edward the Hammer of the Scots, whatever you want to call him, Edward the Evil 
get. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. Didn't, he was not the nicest. particularly nice man. He was not one of the nicest kings this country has ever seen. Let's let's just say that. So he took the schoon. The, the schoon. The, the, the schoon. <laughs> Excuse me. He took the stone of schoon among other relics of spoils of war during the Scottish Wars of Independence, and he brought it back to Westminster Abbey. Now, this is where they said this would be become this would become important earlier on in the episode. Yeah, the chair. Yes, he had a chair specially constructed with a space like a little shelf underneath the the seat to fit the stone underneath. This was possibly to show that Scotland would always be governed by an English ruler, which of course we know didn't happen. No, it did not. Which is a little bit of a, in my opinion, that's a little bit of a middle finger to Scotland. Yeah. That's, that's rather. It's basically saying English king, English, the English crown will always, you will always, you will always be under the heel of the English crown. Yeah. It's a little bit naughty to be fair. Yeah. Well, he got his eye wiped because. Oh yeah, he definitely (laughs) eye wiped. (laughs) I'm mad you just got your eye wiped. He got his eye wiped because uh, attached to the stone in ancient times, there was believed to be a prophecy inscribed on a piece of metal. Um, the prophecy was translated by 19th century Scottish writer Sir, Wil- Sir Walter Scott. And it's, it is alleged to have said, now I did this in an accent last time, I'm not going Don't. to. No, do not. not. Absolutely not. Unless the fates... Do not the cat. <laughs> unless the fates be faulty grown and prophet's voice be vain, where'er is found this sacred stone, the Scottish race shall reign. Now then, that's um, see that I see that as a big middle finger to Edward Longshanks myself. Yeah, absolutely, because patriotic Scots, Sc- Scotch patriotic Scots believed that in 1603 this particular prophecy was fulfilled when James the uh, James the sixth of Scotland became James the first of England as well, uh, following the death of Queen Elizabeth the first, Queen Bess. Um, he was crowned on the stone of Scoon schoon in Westminster Abbey and now a Scot ruled where the stone was so it, it was true self-fulfilling prophecy 100% and I'll bet you Edward the, Edward the First was rolling in his grave oh Sodom <laughs> um, right so, so, Edward's, Edward's chair or or the coronation chair as it's also known yeah. is still in use in in I might add its original form <laughs> this did make me laugh though <laughs> save for a few additions and some graffiti blamed on choir boys yeah naughty choir boys naughty been choir drawing boys. on the it's 700 years old that year I know it's 700 it's, years it's old it's still in it's use still in use wow and that oh, just shows really good craftsmanship if I'm yeah. honest <laughs> they don't make, like, make them like that anymore no definitely not because you, uh, you imagine a, like a, a pre like flat pack chair uh, yeah something 700 from, years from now something from Ikea other furniture shops are available <laughs> <laughs> we're not sponsored by Ikea not after that one <laughs> definitely not <laughs> um <clears throat> But the thing is, the actual stone itself, so yet yeah, it, it goes into like a, a slot, a pre mm, a, yeah, a, a specially built slot on, on the if you watch the coronation, right, when King Charles had the crown placed on his head, yeah, that chair he was sitting in 
the wooden chair with the the back piece. The back piece. That is the coordination chair, obviously. And underneath that, on the shelf, under where he was sitting, was the stone of was Schoon. the stone of Schoon because it was brought down specially from Scotland yeah, before. I remember you saying that it's it had been transported down <clears> from <throat> Scotland and once the coronation was finished. It goes back. It goes back. But we'll get to that in a minute. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we are jumping at that. Oh, that one's a bit loud. Yeah. Uh, um, we are jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit there. So, the stone of Schoon might not be a real thing. The one that we know about. It might be a copy, might it? It might be a copy. It's the same weight, height, width, and depth as the original, but some say that monks in Schoon Abbey slipped King Edward a fake. Ooh. And the original is buried safe and sound in Scotland, but geological tests on the stone used in the coronations proved the rock itself was mined near Schoon. So make that of what you make make of that what you will. See about well, when I was writing this, I didn't really think because they could have mined it near Schoon and just give it to him. Well, yeah, but it, it would have had to have the rings put yeah. on and the, <clears throat> the cross engraved into it so it to make it look Yeah. Make it look like the stone of Schoon. True. And it had to be the same weight, the same height, the same width and the same depth. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so if it is a fake, it's a Bloody good. It's a good. It's a good rip off, <clears throat> if it is. Um, but yeah. Um, right. Quick drink break. <coughs> oh, excuse me. It's dry in it. It is actually, yeah. It's just a little bit dry, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Sorry about that. Hydrate. Um. Okay. Always right. remember sunscreen. <clears throat> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I just brought it? He was like, hydrate. I was like, sunscreen. What was the other one? Remember, you are not a salmon. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that one? <laughs> the best, the best one. Eight milk, brilliant. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, even better than that, you know when you've been tangoed. Oh, no. <laughs> my favourite, my favourite, absolute favourite advert of all time. I'm sorry, it's um, the Milky Bar advert with the red and blue car. Don't even. Go I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to know because we, we. To be fair, ladies and gentlemen, we do actually sing that on the regular when we're going places. Yeah. <laughs> we were on the motorway. My, my car, my, my, yeah, my car's blue. Um, it's like a, it's a nice like. It's blue. It's like a nice midnight blue. Yeah. And we and were... her name's Audrey. It is. Yeah, you should name your car. We were on the motorway and we just happened to be next to a red car. And <laughs> I just started... If you know... The, I'm not going to sing it, but if you know the advert, you'll know why I started singing it. And... Uh, oh. <laughs> it was it was actually quite amusing. Yeah. Hilar- was, hilarity ensued. Was that when we were coming back from Scotland or was that when we were coming back from Lancaster? I think it might have been Lancaster. No, coming back from Lancaster was torrential, horrible rain. It might have been going to Lancaster. Yeah, the torrential, horrible rain. And then we actually seen a lightning strike hit yeah. a communications tower, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit worrying, wasn't it? Um, <clears throat> Literally couldn't actually, see 10 feet in front of you. No, it, it actually hit that tower. No, no, it did, yeah. And I was like, we should have had the camera up filming that. Yeah. I seen it once. I didn't see it twice, but. I was like, whoa. And then you decided to open the window. Yeah. Hmm. Because you are a 
pellet. <laughs> pellet. Okay. Yeah, I do like to. I, 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 I do put you through some stuff, don't I? Yeah, you do put me through the ringer sometimes, like. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, it is what it is. It is what it is. In 1914, what happened? So, in 1914, the stone was actually damaged um, when suffragettes let off an explosion near it. Then, then, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. During World War II, it was buried under... Westminster Abbey to keep it safe and the coronation chair you okay there? I'm good the coronation chair was moved to Gloucestershire Abbey until the end of the war yeah Uh, but I'll let let Dave go on this one okay right I like this I yeah, think, I know. that's I, I why do. that's why I was saying you, you know you can you can do this bit. I like this. Now this is is quite a well known part. If you know about the Stone of Scone, you probably will know about this. It got pinched. <laughs> it got pinched. It's just the way you went. It, it got pinched. Someone nicked it, um, and it disappeared, and it was missing for four months out of Westminster Abbey. Was it four months? Four months. It was found in April. Uh, so we got yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so in 1950 Christmas Day in fact 1950 it was stolen from Westminster Abbey by Scottish nationalist students um, not students of Scottish national, nationalism students who were Scottish nationalists um, who believed I mean fair enough well yeah fair enough you I know, understand why be- they took it and what believed they were believing in and stuff it belonged in Scotland well yeah um, and it went missing for four months and it was found in Arbroath Abbey um, dra- on the altar, draped in the flag of Saint Andrew. Saint Andrew is the patron saint of Saint Scotland. Andrew. Saint, yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I knew we'd get there in the end. We, yeah, we always do. Um, so it was draped in the flag of Saint Andrew on, but I think it was the altar in Arbroath Abbey. And apparently, they took it up in the back of their car, <laughs> <laughs> threw it in a boot, and just drove it back up to Scotland. <laughs> Why not? Happy days. The sheer audacity. Absolutely. The um, gall and the gumption. The gall and the gum and the guile. <laughs> and the guile. And the guile. Um, but it was found, it was taken back to uh, Westminster Abbey and put back where, in inverted, co- in its in air quotes, in its rightful place. Using, mm. that, using that term, air quotes. Um, and no, Use that term loosely. Yeah. And no charges were brought against the students. They were just, probably just told to be behave themselves yeah mm. like carry and go back and go back to school and stop being such silly. cheeky little monkeys mm, cheeky monkey yeah so um but yes um it was put back and then in 19 okay i'm gonna let you go on. sorry so in 1996 after the stone was obviously brought back to westminster abbey after the 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 cheeky urchins nicked it uh, it was agreed that the stone should be returned permanently to Scotland. It was taken to Edinburgh Castle almost exactly 700 years after it was stolen from Schoon Abbey, and it was put on display next to the Scottish Crown Jewels, where it sits to this day. <laughs> to this day. So, but part of the agreement was that the stone <clears throat> be brought back to Westminster Abbey for all future coronations. And it is due to be moved permanently to a new museum in Perth next year. Yeah, they're building a new a new museum. So I heard. And they're, they're going to put it there. I don't know if the... Um, no, one would, you would assume the Crown Jewels are staying in Edinburgh Castle. Well, 
I, I would assume so because yeah. the the security measures in Edinburgh Castle mm. eleven eleven. No, the security measures aren't eleven, but the security <laughs> measures are probably a lot a lot more than a museum are going to be in Perth. Not not that I'm saying that the security measures in the museum in Perth won't be substantial. The security measures go up to eleven. Anyone old enough will get the reference. <laughs> that goes up to eleven. Yes, yes, Martin. Absolutely, yes, hundred percent. David Saint Hubbins, patron saint of shoes. <laughs> Honestly, who throws a shoe? <laughs> Love it. I've oh, thrown a few references in there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Not kidding. And I'd love to know how many people actually get that because it wasn't wasn't particularly popular. It was no. popular in certain. It was popular in certain circles, but it, yeah. but it wasn't really... It wasn't like mainstream. Mainstream popular, but it is... Brilliant. So for the, brilliant. The, the cucumber scene in the airport, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop giving away all the funny bits. Okay, right. Shh, okay, shh. But no, what I'm saying is, you know, you look at Edinburgh Castle. Yes. And if you go on YouTube, you can see like the changing of the guard videos and everything like the that. The one o'clock gun. The one o'clock gun. And you've got members of the Highland Regiment's stationed yeah in edinburgh castle yeah would you really want to go in there and start causing murder absolutely not they no. would. do you know in the in the in the room where the crown jewels and the stone are kept at the moment do you know oh. they, would, they won't even let you take a photograph yeah i remember you saying about this yeah. the other week actually i got, I got told no you, i got told you, to put, put the camera down you got told by a lovely a lovely little scottish lady i did no. i did she was a she was very polite she was incredibly professional no problem with it it is what it is but oh, yeah um, I'm just saying that they don't even let you take a picture. If, oh, okay, well, yeah, that has been a brief sort of history of the Stone of Schoon. Now, With a fair few tangents that went on about Vikings and other things. Many tangents. Many um, tangents. I wanted to do something coronation related and I thought this was the, not the easiest, but I thought this would be the, like the least known element of it yeah you know, we, uh, we could have gone for the, the the crown or the orb or the scepter or the sword or any of that but i, yeah, I just could have, I, I wanted we could to have just, even gone for the the coronation spoon the coronation spoon <laughs> there you go there's a spoon <laughs> <laughs> why a spoon cousin because it's dilute twitter it'll hurt more <laughs> i don't get that reference but if you do fair have enough you've never seen robin hood prince of thieves no oh is this the one with uh, Russell Crowe? No, to God, no. No? It's the one with Kevin Costner and Alan Rickman. Oh. Kevin Costner, though? Yeah, I know. Not the best choice to play Robin Hood, but Alan Rickman playing the Sheriff of Nottingham. Alan Rickman in anything. Ah. Anything. Chef kiss. He just chewed the scenery. <laughs> no, no, seriously, he did. It was like watching uh, Christopher Plummer's daughter in Star uh, Picard season three just chew the scenery in I, every I, scene. I watched him play Rasputin, Alan Rickman, and I was mesmerised. Did he do the dance? Uh, yeah, he did. Actually, he did. did. He, he did actually he, do the he, dance. He did the Cossack dance, yeah. Oh. I, I, I didn't even know he'd been in a film playing Rasputin. He was in a film playing Rasputin, yeah. And wow. it was phenomenal. In fact, we should actually do an episode on Rasputin. Uh, yes. Because... That would also tie into doing an episode on the... The Russian royal family, which okay. could also tie into the the whole one of them didn't didn't get murdered. Uh, that's like a, the whole that, Princess Anastasia mm, thing and stuff like that. 
I'm going to just cut that one right now. That is, that didn't happen. Uh, remains were found and identified. Oh, 12. 12. <laughs> okay. Re- remains were found and identified with the rest of the family. Right, right. Question. Spoiler alert. Who were the remains actually found by? Were they found by? <laughs> I don't know. The red guard or the white guard? We'll do an episode. We look into it, we'll do an episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because that, 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 it's always interested me. Yeah, same, same. Um, shall we wrap this up? Yes, I think we shall wrap this up because we're going on more and more tangents, we aren't are. we? <laughs> if you have enjoyed what you've heard here, um, you can find us. We did this, this. We didn't do this on the original recording, which is another did. reason I wanted to do it. I thought, I thought we did. We didn't mention it. I no. thought we put it on the end. No. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. If we, you go on. We are currently on YouTube under Bannerman Productions. Okay, that's where we're putting episodes up sort of video format just to try because this is a podcast obviously it's audio but I wanted to give a little bit of an, a visual element and we are planning on actually filming a couple of these podcasts yeah kind of like a behind the scenes yeah it's going to take a little bit of setting up so it's going to take some time um, but we are 100% planning on doing that at some point I'm not going to say when at some point um, you can also find us on oh. Spotify Yes, we are also on Spotify. We are also on Apple Music as well, aren't we? Uh, we're not on Apple yet. I thought we were on Apple. Are we on Apple? Well, oh no, sorry, not Apple. Amazon. A- not Apple, sorry, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. sorry. So if you've got Spotify or Amazon Music, just search History Lay Bear, look for the two microphones and the two sets of glasses. Nothing to do with the two Ronnies, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a shout out to Tony there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, yes, we are, you know, that's where you find us there. Um, and we are also on Facebook. So we're on Facebook, History Labour. If you just heard, search History Labour on Facebook, same profile picture, two microphones with the glasses, nothing yep. to do with the two Ronnies. Nope, Tony. That's, that's where you'll find us. Yep. Um, and I also am starting to get myself together and do the production blog that I keep banging on about. Yeah. I am. You can find that. You will be able to find that at Bannerman Productions slash production blog. Bannermanproductions.com slash production blog, sorry. Um, probably will be a good idea just to put a link up on the, the Facebook page. We will. We will. We'll, we'll put a link up on the Facebook. Yeah. That's fine. That's a good idea. Um, and we have uploaded back episodes to YouTube, as I say, with some visuals on there. Just to um, just to just give to, you to round it out a bit more, just give it give you a bit more, you know, just to give you that visual element and make it pop. Yeah, right. Oh, after all that, after all that. Okay, I've been Dave C. Bannerman, and I've been Martin Ian Ormond. This has been History Late Bear. We'll catch you next time. Take care, everyone.